0: Welcome to Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage, the show that gives you a chance to hang with today's top contemporary jazz artists. I'm your host, Carl Brown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Um, Our guest today is fast becoming one of the most sought after artists on the smooth jazz scene. This saxophonist has played all the top festivals, has four studio albums to her credit. She has six top five Billboard singles to her credit. And her song, Kicking It Up, reached the number one spot on the Billboard Smooth Jazz Charts. In 2019, she received an NAACP Image Award for Outstanding Jazz Album, The Story of Jazz. She was nominated for 2019 Smooth Jazz Network's Best Artist of the Year and was voted 2017's Best New Smooth Jazz Artist. She's a performer, an an educator, and even a Ph.D. student. Please welcome to the show Ms. Jasmine Gent. Jasmine, thank you for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here.
0: Good. We're glad to have you, and and we're glad you could make time today. So, I got to tell you, your popularity just keeps growing and growing. What do you think it is about your music that's won over so many people?
1: Uh, I write in hopes to connect with everyone in in whatever journey they're experiencing in life. So Uh um, some of my songs, like one is called Amends, Making Peace with the Past. Uh Uh, I have some songs that are just about dancing. I grew up playing in church. Um, So you're going to hear some soul uh, elements there. My goal is to connect, and I think that some of it has connected. So I continue and strive to do that.
0: Good, good. So tell us how your musical journey all got started.
1: I always say I felt like I was. It was like my destiny to, to play jazz. My parents, on their first date, they said if they had a child, they'd like to name the child Jasmine because hmm. um, they both like jazz jazz music so much. Okay. So <laughs> I think that you know it, that it was destiny. I, I grew up with um, hundreds of jazz CDs. I mean, okay. my parents had so many CDs. So I, that sound was in my ear. Yeah. To the point where I was sick of it. I mean, I remember my mom <laughs> play. Uh, Kirk Whalum, and I was like, "Oh, like turn this off." Uh-huh. <laughs> so by the time I got a saxophone, that's what I thought a saxophone was supposed to sound like. Yeah, I've um, been listening to. So I, it, I really feel like my steps um, have been ordered.
0: That's cool. Darkly. That's cool. You're currently you have a bachelor's degree from Florida State. You got a master's degree from Tennessee State. Is it? Yes. Okay, and then you're working on your PhD, right? Yes. So how do you fit all of that into making music and, and performing all the shows you perform?
1: Uh, I think I'm still trying to figure that out, <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be quite honest. You know, of, you always hear people use the term juggling.
2: Yeah.
0: But it, it,
1: there truly is balance because I'm that person. I want to be a hundred at everything. Yeah. I'm truly getting my PhD. I want to bring more women into jazz music. I want to have more exposure of jazz music to everyone, Mm -hmm. whether it's young kids. um, So whatever credentials I need to have in order to do that is my purpose. However, I'm learning you can't be a hundred percent at everything. So it's, it's, it's a constant uh, lesson.
0: Sure, sure. Did you study music at Florida State and Tennessee State as well? And is your PhD program a music-related program? It is. Okay. okay. It's all
1: about music. So it's music education. My mom is actually a retired teacher. Okay. I grew up watching her teach. She wasn't in music, but just to watch her and, and yeah. her, you know her methods. So I always loved teaching music. So my undergrad was in music education, jazz studies. My mm-hmm. master's was in music education my phd um is in music education as well
0: okay okay so is there a is there a master plan in your mind that you're going to are you going to try to do all this stuff simultaneously continue to be an educator while being a creating music and being a touring musician or are you preparing for you know life you know 40 years down the line or what <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I've I've never been fond of that saying that's like, you know, I teach because it's something I can fall back on. Because you hear some people say that. I do not believe in that. I truly am passionate about teaching. Yeah. Music goes beyond me. Mm
2: -hmm. Um, My
1: purpose goes beyond me. And, uh, again, whatever I need to do to provide, like, platforms in order to present music to everyone. So my goal, it might sound ambitious, (laughs) but I like to... Um, Teach on the collegiate level. Okay. I love to conduct seminars and workshops um, around the the country, um, internationally. Great. Uh, I would love to continue playing and performing and writing music. I really want to uh, practice what I preach and show everyone it's possible.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. And you know what? It is possible. You know, keep doing what you do. You know, with hard work and dedication, you can make anything happen. So there's absolutely, don't put limitations on yourself. I'm a big believer in that.
1: I do have moments. I'm telling you, it's a lot of reading and writing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure, <laughs> um, you do. I'm with, with this program, you know, for hours of, of reading and writing. But, um, yeah. Here, right? Well, we're
0: all human, though, right? And we all have our moments. But I think, you know, when you're willing to put in the work and look, to be as accomplished of a musician as you are and um, at such a young age, that's, you know, what. You know the results of the hard work. You know if you put in the effort it can happen, right? You have uh, your career tells you that.
1: So kind. Thank you. I'm humbled, humbled by that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, let's let's listen to some of this music that you've been making. Let's take a listen to your first Billboard number 1 song and I'm sure there will be many more to come. This is kicking it up with Jasmine Gent. Mm-hmm. Buddy, we just listened to Kicking It Up um, by today's ja- guest, Jasmine Gent. So, Jasmine, where were you the first time you heard one of your songs on the radio? And do you remember what that feeling was like?
1: I do. I do. I came out with an EP. Mm-hmm. I was riding, I was driving a truck, like a 1500, my dad's truck. Okay. And I was in Nashville uh, getting my master's and driving back home to Huntsville. And I heard the song and I, I pulled over the car and I just freaked out. It's, it's a surreal experience <laughs> because I, I think moments like that, it was on Sirius XM, but moments like that is, it's almost like it is connecting with someone and, and that's, and is building community and all these things that music is supposed to do. Yeah. You never know how it's received. So I'm like, this is being received by somebody, somebody's enjoying this. So it was a good feeling.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Has it become, I mean, you're, you're a regular on smooth jazz radio, you know, all over the place, certainly watercolors, but I, I hear your music in lots of places. Has it become old hat yet? Are you so used to hearing your song, your, your stuff on radio? You still get that. Oh, I feel so awesome to hear this feeling.
1: No, no. I, I always get that feeling. I, I, I think just being like, oh, it's a, um, old hat, as you were saying that, not at all. I'm yeah. beyond grateful, humbled. I don't take it lightly. I'm very thankful. So I, every time I'm just like, oh, you know, sometimes I even take video and I'm jamming to it because, you know, those opportunities, there's, there's hustle behind it. Of course there's work to, to getting there.
0: No doubt about it. No doubt about it. So you've, you've become a, you know, a staple also on the Smooth Jazz radio and touring scene, like we talked about, like, what is it that you do to make sure you continue to stay fresh and continue to Um, keep your music and and your stage shows interesting
1: uh that's constant um evolving constant learning and studying um whether it's from Mm -hmm. other artists whether it's from improving you know and it's the desire to do that as well Mm because i always want to make sure in order to form those connections i'm writing music that you know where people just have a good time i have to have fun In order for the band to have fun and people to have fun, like I remember Brian Culbertson told me that, you know, as long as you have fun, you know, everyone else will have fun too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I want my music to be fun. I want my shows to be fun, and and that's just constant, like Mm -hmm. revisions. Should I say?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, like, what goes into like, how much time do you spend practicing your craft?
1: Not as much as I'd like to. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so um, I, I say at least two hours a day. Uh-huh. Um, when I say realistically, it's more so where I am now in life, where it's, again, those hours of reading and
0: yeah,
1: and writing and, and things like that. Uh, so getting an hour a day is... is you know my my usual like my average, but it definitely I think it's important for there to be more than that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, are you back out on the road? Um, you know, af, you know, or are you still being impacted by COVID?
1: There's there's impact. Uh, I think many people are in in promoters and and shows are like, are making up for lost time.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: should I say so? There's quite a few shows coming up, and a Good. lot of the festivals are you know, trying to do the right precautions, whether it's the the numbering, whether it's like, Hey, maybe postpone. So, um, I can only imagine what's that, what that's like trying to plan an event and put on, um, a festival, but I'm actually, I actually play this week. Okay. uh, And
0: great.
1: I even play in Dubai next month. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) For the world expo. But to what you're saying, they'll be testing us for COVID every single day. Yeah, We're there for like five, six days. So everyone's taking the right precautions, but things are, are busy.
0: Yeah, yeah. I tell you, it's a, it's a challenge on the promoter side because we, we do a festival as well. And we did an event in October. And um, when we started selling tickets for the event, it was pre-Delta variant, right? And then tickets were selling great. And then Delta variant happened and ticket sales just fell off a cliff, right? Now we did all the steps that we needed to do. We, 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 we required um, uh, a COVID vaccine or a negative test. We were actually testing at the show. We ended oh, up nice. having about a half full house, right? But as a promoter, you know, you make a, a big investment on the front end, right? And I mean, you, those ticket sales are how you really survive. So it's been a crazy thing for, for promoters and artists alike, COVID, I tell you. And I, I am like many people. I'm glad to see people being able to get out, artists being able to get out again. But it is really important to take those precautions.
1: Very true. And, and everyone have, has different views as well, whether it's like to vaccination, their views and yep. beliefs about COVID-19, um, including musicians. So that's been a challenge, too. Some festivals you can't play unless you have, yeah. you, know, you know, the vaccine. So, you know, it's a it's challenge on, on both ends. I can only imagine.
0: Yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. So tell us tell us about your inspiration for your music. Where does your inspiration come from?
1: Oh, goodness. That always changes. Okay. Um One thing that is inspiring to me is, um, inspiring, excuse me, is a soulful music. I love anything that's really soulful, that okay. tugs at the heartstrings. Yeah. That has character. So like Donny Hathaway. Yes. Whoo,
0: yeah. I love Donny Hathaway. Kirk
1: uh-huh. Um, I feel like, as I said, Kirk Williams' sound. Kirk Whalum has that soulful sound. Yeah, yeah. It. it mimics the human voice, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And if we can even go old school, like Stanley Turrentine, yeah. uh, Gene Ammons, they just have this like mm-hmm. this sound that's unique to them. And I, I aspire to uh, to have that as well. In yeah. My own
0: plan. Yeah. I kind of chuckled internally when you talked about your mom playing Kirk Whalem so much that you would be like, turn this off, because that's the same. I have a daughter who's 16, but that's the same thing that goes on in my house, because I'm a big <laughs> Kirk fan, too, and she has heard so much Kirk Whalum. And in fact, her, we, we, when she was 10 years old, we took her to, um, to see Kirk Whalum in Indianapolis at the Madam C.J. Walker Theater. That was wow. her very first jazz concert that she'd ever been to. She went... Not really wanting to go. And we were sitting in the first row and all the time she was kind of looking over at me like, Can we go now? And I was like, Oh no, 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 no. No, you gotta stay and enjoy this. So
1: <laughs> And it's nothing like that live experience. I'm sure looking back now and even years from now, she'll be like, that was really fun. I really enjoyed, you know, it's yeah. it'll be a cherished memory.
0: Yeah, but, absolutely. You know. Absolutely she will. I'm sure she will. So so with all the stuff you've got going on in your world, how do you because I, I think it's important for people to understand that creativity is not a switch you can turn on and turn off, right? So, how do you preserve time to be creative or allow your creativity to evolve?
1: Wow. I think there are different ways of being creative. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think, and I'm learning that now, you know, through my studies because I see people within um, research who study the art of music making. Yeah. And don't even touch an instrument. They don't even play an instrument. Mm-hmm. So having different outlets to be creative, of course, for me, writing music, writing music is big. Yeah. But I'm not constantly writing. It's just when ideas come to me. I, okay. That's when I'm able to, to create. In some moments more than others. Yeah. Um, I have to be in that space. But I have other outlets, even besides my playing, um, to be creative.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Well, let's listen to another one of your songs. Um, This is from the Forever Jazz release. This is Get Ready. You just heard get ready by Jasmine Gent so Jasmine how do you know when a song is ready to 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 be released into the universe
2: I don't think I do
1: <laughs> you never know how it's, when it's time to be released or even you know it's always you're always taking a chance uh-huh you never know how it's going to be received as well um, thankfully i have Huge Groove was the producer of this CD. Okay. And he also uh, produced the last CD as well along with um, Ron Jenkins. So having a team that's like Yeah. Hey, enjoying this, sharing your music with with trusted people that yeah. will tell you if it sounds good or if it
0: doesn't. Uh-huh. Was, <laughs> so when you when you when you let something go, are you are you sitting on pins and needles waiting for a reaction or are you kind of like, okay, I did my best? it's it's let 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 the world enjoy it and go from there
1: uh there's a lot of factors that go into that it's also um political as well like if there's a lot of music out that may sound similar to to the song that i put out or if it's something that is completely different than most songs out there you're taking that chance Mm -hmm. um so I apologize. Your your original question, can, can you say that one more time?
0: Sure. I was just talking about um, knowing when it's ready to release a song into the universe, right? So yeah.
1: So uh, no, <laughs> a lot of times it's just from that team, like yeah. asking. Yeah, yeah, team. yeah.
0: No, that's I understand completely. So let's talk a little bit about when you're out on the road and when you're touring. Like, um, what's your process for preparing for a show, and what's it like? To, like. When you're standing backstage and they're about to call your name, like what's, what's going on in your head and in your heart and, you know, <laughs> uh,
1: usually it's a lot of, uh, I'm a pacer anyway, so I'm okay. probably walking all over the place, uh-huh. talking all over the place. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: probably not making much sense, uh, <laughs> but I would say like an hour or two before a show. Usually I, I just lay down. I don't even sleep, but okay. it's just kind of my, my way of kind of meditating. calming. You know? Yeah. So that's that's always worked for me. once I play, though, like the first song or whatever it's that's when I can usually mm-hmm. relax more mm-hmm. and just focus on having a good time. yeah,
0: and- yeah, yeah I, I think that's a that's a thing that I think people sometimes take for granted when we see artists who have are so accomplished like yourself and who we see on stage regularly, but there's not the understanding that yeah, it takes a little bit to sometimes to get that, like after that first song, you said you're good, right? And, and that's how it is, I think, for a lot of people. I've had a lot of people say similar things because I'll, all the artists that I talk to are people who really want their audience to have a good time and enjoy their music, right? And so that's personal, right? And so you, you want to put on a great show, and so you take that seriously. And so you know, so I can imagine that before you get on stage, it's a little bit of uh, kind of feeling a little bit knots, huh?
1: Yes. Yes, definitely. And you have different audiences um, mm-hmm. depending on like the type of venue, the type of event. So yeah, sometimes you have to cater your music as well to, to the audience. Yeah. In, in yeah. Time.
0: So how does that work for you now? Like, are you a, uh, are you a, a, it sounds like you, do you have flexibility like with your set list or you'll just go, you know, go with the flow sometimes?
1: You know what? It's, it's funny you say that. I'm a very go with the flow person, like okay. as and as in go with the flow. I can be very free bird, like where if I'm on stage, I might just want to play something random. And uh-huh. you have different uh musicians who are like, "Well, that's not on the script. That's not what we have." You know, yeah. so I, I make sure to and which I totally understand that too. So I, I always make sure to have songs that do have some space for uh-huh. for freedom and to go in different places. Okay, cool. Um, so maybe a balance,
0: yeah. For both. Good, good, good. So what? So I'm gonna give you the the flip side of the the question about going out on stage. What's it like when you are done with the show? The audience has had a good time. What's it like when you walk off stage? And what do you want to do when you get when you get back home or back to the hotel? Oh
1: goodness, probably just like chill, mind, uh, Mm -hmm. relaxing. And when I say mind relax. Uh, it's almost like when people use a term like decision fatigue or something like that. Yeah, it's not decisions, but you're kind of alert and on, um, just just hyper aware. Yeah, of yeah. it's happening with the band? What's happening with the audience? How you're playing? There's just many variables there. Yeah. So something that kind of lets your brain r- relax, and for some people that might be drinks, for some people that might be a TV show or yeah, whatever yeah. it may be. But yeah. Usually a brain break. <laughs>
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, because that, you're on for it, right? You're on all that time leading up to the show, but then you're on all that time on the show. And then it's kind of like this big exhale when you're done, I would assume. Right.
1: Yes. To the point where someone can ask me a question. I'm like, uh, what'd you say? Or, you know, afterwards.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's now when you, when you like when you're touring and after you get off of the road, like what do you like t- to do to just relax yourself like when you get home off of doing doing tour? You said you're going to Philly Philadelphia soon. So like like when you get home, like what do you like to do?
1: I like I love working out. Uh-huh. Um, I love eating, thus the working out. Uh-huh. Um, I like to <laughs> I, I do like to cook, but I don't get chances to cook all the time. So okay. I, I I, overdo it. Like the the other day I made like four or five cobblers because really? I didn't have a chance to but it's like, why did I do that? It's uh-huh. just me. Um I I love dogs. Okay. Like I so during um that height of the pandemic, which we're still kinda in and out. Yeah. I, I fostered like seven dogs, oh, not wow. at the same time, but at different times. Yeah. Uh, I don't own a dog. Okay. So which is, you know, due to traveling and stuff. So those are things that really uh, piqued my interest.
0: Good. Good, good, good. So, so tell me this, when did you, when did you feel like you had made it as a musician?
1: It's a constant journey. I think if you have a moment where you're like, I made it, you Mm -hmm. know, I've had moments where I'm like, I'm doing what I'm supposed to doing. I'm supposed to be doing, I feel like I'm in the right place. I'm on my purpose. This is why, this is what I was called to do. Uh But as far as like, I made it. I don't. Uh-huh. I, I think life is that constant, sometimes unobtainable goal that we're all just like fighting for. Yeah. Um, and I don't want to use the term unobtainable, but just constantly bettering myself. So yeah. I don't know if I've had that feeling, but I have had feelings as in like this is this is amazing.
0: So I yeah. can say like
1: Australia was that. Okay. I played on the Dave Cause cruise. Yeah. Uh, I wow. There's many moments. That, a lot of the overseas trips yeah, are like, yeah. or the NAACP image award. That was like, yeah, a yeah,
0: that's a big deal. It's a very yeah, big deal.
1: Today. I actually found out I'm nominated for, um, a forma, for a for an NAACP image award, uh, this year. Oh, okay. so congratulations again. All right.
0: All right. Yeah, Tell me great. about that trip to Australia though. What was Australia like for you?
1: Oh my goodness. It was, a, it was absolutely amazing. Uh-huh. Uh, mainly because like on the Dave cost cruise, it is, it's like a party, like all the time. Like, yeah. you're watching, you're like, is it 12 a.m.? It's 1 a.m.? Like, you're, you're like what happened? <laughs> so, lots of playing, great time. Of course, you know, people come there to just have a great time. And it's from the artists, and people there. Usually, the destinations are amazing. Uh-huh. So, and as a musician, you get to do it for, for two weeks. Yeah. So, it was a life changing experience.
0: That's awesome. How much are you playing? Like, are you playing every day on that cruise or are you playing? Uh, you know, every day, huh? Okay.
1: Oh, every day. You're, you're playing. You're yeah. playing. and But it's fun. I mean, that's, you know, that's why we all have joined in
0: yeah. musicians.
1: So you will be busy playing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's on my bucket list. I have not, Australia and uh, one of the Smooth Jazz Cruises, I've not done either of those yet. And those are both on my bucket list. So I got to make that happen soon.
1: I think you like it.
0: Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> I will. I'm sure I will. So we have this segment that we do on each show, Jasmine. It's called Bout It or Doubt It, okay? So if <laughs> you're bout it, it's something that you like, and if you doubt it, it's something that you're just not quite feeling. So can we uh, twist your arm and get you to play Bout It or Doubt It today?
1: Okay, let me put on my seatbelt. All right, here
0: we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. up. up. I
2: mean you I I doubt it.
0: All right, Jasmine. So we're going to spin the wheel and we're going to get you a category. Then we're going to ask you a couple of about it or doubt it questions, okay? All right, Jasmine, your category today is movies. All right, about it or doubt it? Sci fi movies. About it. About it? All right. Are there, some, are there some favorites in there?
1: I like any movie that's good. Okay. So I'm not even like genre-based or category-based, like as long as it's a good movie.
0: Okay. 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 Good. Good, good, good. So then what, I'll ask you one more question, Then it'll be a category. What about romantic comedies?
1: Oh, that's kind of attracting back from my, my comment. I just, just doubt it. Doubt but it. I, okay. There's not that many in my opinion, that I enjoy. So yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm kind of like you. There are a couple that I've seen over the years that that I thought have been good. I would say probably the best of all of them for me has been You've Got Mail, which is old, right? <laughs> you know, but I'm kind of like you. I, I haven't seen many of those that have been that great, you know, so yeah. No, I don't... I don't... Is that something you like doing though, going to movies? You get a chance to do that much? Or are you a a Netflix person you get out or you stay at home and movie in.
1: I haven't had a chance to do, to do either much, but I did. I I like them both. And I did see the Spider-Man movie recently. How was
0: that? It was. Hmm. Uh, You
1: can keep it real with us.
0: (laughs) You can keep it real with us.
1: Okay. So I, if you have seen the movie, I hope this might be a spoiler, but I think that there was a lot of, spider-man was trying to save everyone including the villains it was Uh a bit excessive
0: okay the point
1: where uh (laughs) there was some some unnecessary casualties you know as yeah yeah it wasn't necessary so i I doubt the spider-man movie the new one
0: there you go okay that's good to know because it's funny my daughter was asking about going to that one and so i'll take her but i won't go in with high expectations Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's great to know. Okay. That's great to know. <laughs> so you've worked with like you've like you talked about being on the Dave Cos cruise and you've done so many shows like you've worked with so many artists in this genre. Like, are there do you get starstruck anymore? Or are you over that?
1: Oh, I definitely do. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. There are moments I sit down. We had uh, a jazz festival in Florida. And I was sitting amongst these people I, I grew up listening to. You know, you have Brian Culbertson down at the end,
0: yeah, um,
1: and which breaks my heart. But Nick Holyone, who recently passed,
0: yes, yes, and
1: he's sitting right next to me. Uh, so I mean, Jonathan Butler, you have all yeah. these people, Rick Braun, yeah, who, who are just the nicest people. If I asked him for advice or yep. any kind, anything about the business, they are right there to help. Yeah. Yeah. So it's very surreal. Even I played on the smooth jazz cruise. That was my start. I did a talent competition and the judges were Marcus Miller and Boney James wow. and, and Brian Cloverson. So, I mean, moments like that. Yeah. Definitely yeah. nervous. Yeah. But um, I definitely starstruck star
0: yeah. well. Yeah. 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 We, um, you were talking about Nick, Nick was, uh, we actually had the pleasure of doing, Nick's last interview, he was, he was a guest on our show um, 18 days before he passed away, and we just released that episode yesterday, and uh, what, a, what a genuine nice, genuinely nice person, good spirit, good soul, all about helping people.
1: Oh, I, I don't even know where to start. I remember I played in Spain. And the time difference is, I don't even remember how many hours it is. Yeah. And I asked for him to do a song with me. The time difference is so great to where I did an interview and uh, <laughs> my mom was sitting on the side and she was falling asleep during the interview. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's just hard. Sure. And so I had to play. And I asked Nick Nicoleon to play with me. Yeah. To play a song with me. And this was not the same day he had to perform anything like that. Yeah. And he woke up decked out like he always is yeah
0: yeah always and,
1: and he did not have to do that yeah and uh and he did he's just so he was just so supportive yeah. of yeah up-and-coming artists
0: yeah he was he was a good man we lost we lost a legend and a giant in a lot of ways but man what he made great music too so i'm sure that i'm sure that for you that's something you'll look at look on fondly i'm sure
1: Oh, oh my goodness! He's and he's taught me so much.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of all those people you've worked with, is there someone that you have not yet collaborated with that you're dying to work with?
1: That list is very long.
0: Yeah. All right, give <laughs> us some long. of those names.
1: Uh, I love India Ari. Yeah. I, I saw I saw her perform on uh, the Capitol Jazz Cruise. Uh huh. And there were no dry eyes in that. <laughs> and like I had to play on the Jack Capital Jazz Cruise, but so many people just went to see her performance because
0: yeah.
1: her message, her voice—I mean, it is just um, amazing. So I'd be honored to work with her, John Legend.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, that'd be great.
1: Kirk I played with him on stage, but yeah. to do a song with him would be like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. So that that list is very long.
0: Uh huh. Can- but you, you started off with some pretty good ones. I'd love to hear any of those collaborations. I think those would be wonderful. <laughs> well let's listen to another one of your songs um this is uh jasmine gent with Ballet de jasmine Just heard by Lady Jasmine, by our guest today, Miss Jasmine Jen. So, Jasmine, what is something, you shared a few things, uh, you know, your love for dogs, your love for cooking. What is something else our guests would be surprised to learn about you?
1: Oh, uh, That wouldn't be hard to say. Uh, I have a twin sister. Oh, you do? Okay. She's two minutes older than I am. Wow. <laughs> so, we're fraternal, so she's lighter complexion. Okay. Older than me, like a little bigger than me. I love sauce on my food. I mean, okay. where I, like, I won't eat anything if it doesn't have like sauce on it. Really? Um, I don't like dry food. I don't want to choke my food. So I love like, <laughs> okay. Um, lots of sauce. I'll go to Subway and they'll say like, are you sure? Like that's, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: I'll
1: be, like, put it on there. Uh uh-huh. um, There's, there's many things. I have a lot of like quirks. Yeah. But, uh, I, I'm definitely a kid at heart. So,
0: good. you know, good. So I want to go back a little bit to that, that um, your your fondness for cooking. So you talked about making a bunch of cobblers. Like, are there special dishes that you have?
1: I have go to dishes for some reason, like um, meal in one dishes work for me. So um, stuffed peppers. Oh, yeah. um, Like a spaghetti bake, Mm -hmm. uh, sweet potato pie. Okay. um, Pies like I have like specialty things to where if I'm like. I wanted to try to impress, you know, I I cook that and then probably not cook for the rest of the days. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Now, does that being a cook, does that like it's probably like do you get tired of being on the road and eating in restaurants or do you still be are you still able to enjoy other people's cooking or.
1: Many people are like conscious of like going out and if you're like traveling, then, you know, eating out a lot and things Mm -hmm. like that. But uh, I do enjoy Cooking, but I really enjoy eating out probably more.
0: Okay. 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 Are there any, like in all of your travels, are there any restaurants anywhere around the world you've been that still stand out in your mind?
1: Oh, goodness. Within the U.S.?
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Ooh, that is really tough. That is a long list. And I probably, okay. inhaled, I probably inhaled the food. Uh, <laughs> so I, I love food. I, I love to eat. So I, I'll have to come back to that one. Okay.
0: Okay. No worries. No worries. So is there, uh, there's a couple questions that I'd love to ask all of our guests. One of them is your favorite three albums of all time. What are those for you?
1: Lauren Hill, The Miseducation of uh, of Lauren Hill. That's
0: a great. Yeah. That is awesome. Every song on that one is fantastic. Okay, that's one.
1: That one definitely preaches um, to me. <laughs> it's a, I, it's not easy. Quite, I, it's, it's not easy. I, I can. Uh, I can be an overthinker. So, uh-huh.
0: your first one is a great one, though. So,
1: I just remember playing that on on repeat. I, I definitely killed that one. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could just say, I love all of Donny Hathaway's music, so I can't think of like a specific okay, okay. album like of his, but I like all of his music. Yeah. Um. And <sighs> Boss Tenors. That is Sonny Stitt and Gene Ammons. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. I have to check that out. Oh, man. Ooh, it's an awesome collaboration. Sonny Stitt, woo, like just playing everything. And Sonny uh-huh. Stitt had this dexterity where he could just do all kinds of amazing runs and had the sound. Uh Gene has this just, I can't think of any other word besides sassy. He just has this sass to his sound. Yeah. Definitely a favorite.
0: I love asking this question because every time I ask this question without fail, somebody has something that introduces me to something new that I am not familiar with. And so oftentimes I leave the studio, I'll get in my car and I'll find it and I'll be playing it because like, oh, my gosh, this is I was talking to Keith <laughs> Slattery, um, who is Lindsay Webster's keyboard player. He and
1: is amazing. Yeah, I...
0: Keith is he's and he's a great dude. And I asked Keith this question. One of the uh, one of his was an album by Level 42. And I hadn't heard, I hadn't thought about Level Forty Two since the nineteen, since the eighties. Sometimes, and I had such fun going back and rediscovering that music, right? And so I love asking this question because now this Boss Tenors is one that I'm going to go and go and find and listen to.
1: And, and I just thought of another one. Yeah. Uh, Foreplay has one called I don't remember if it was called December Something, but uh huh. I think it was called December Something. I used to play that CD so much. It just absolutely
0: beautiful yeah yeah that's a that's one i love i love four place music and i'm hoping that they will um they're doing a show in um the south pacific and i'm hoping that's going to be uh going to mean they're going to be doing some more shows in the u.s sometime in the not too distant future
1: i would love to be there
0: i would too i (laughs) would too and i wherever they go i'm going to get on get a plane ticket and go and see them if they do that so (laughs) Another question I love to ask our guest is, you, you can have a dinner party. You can invite three people, living or deceased. Who's coming to Jasmine's dinner party and what's on the menu?
1: I would invite James Baldwin. Hmm. Uh, I would also invite Anthony Bourdain. Okay. Um, can I have a tie between two people? You sure can. Either like Aretha Franklin or Nina Simone. Oh, yeah. And, okay, And then I'm going to say it like one more. I uh-huh. love Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is. is yes. Very, I'm a huge Dave Chappelle fan. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave Chappelle. It would yeah. be an interesting conversation. See, I
0: think we have that in common. Chappelle would definitely be one of my guests. Oh, he would? <laughs> he would definitely be one of my guests. Not only am I a huge fan of him as a comedian, I think he is one of the most insightful people walking this planet right now yes i think that you know i think that and he's he's brilliant but he's brilliant as way more than a comedian like i think i don't think he gets enough due for just how insightful he is you know and how smart he is oh yeah
1: and he's using his comedy now as like kind of a cows for um just awareness like yeah.
0: of yeah that are taking place in society yeah. i so okay, the, the second part of that question, then Jasmine, what's on the menu at that dinner party?
1: <laughs> I I love oysters. Uh-huh. I love, love oysters. Um, I love raw oysters. Yeah. So definitely yeah. like seafood, crabbed, boiled type food. Uh huh. Um, that's a favorite. Uh, it would have to be. Like the good pound cake with like the crunchy crust. Yeah, um, I, I have a sweet tooth. Uh
0: huh.
1: Um, and as far as the meal, yeah, seafood. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Cool. The
1: oysters just have to be there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds pretty good though. I'm an oyster fan as well. I like them always. I like the raw raw ones. I like them cooked as well. I love them grilled. I love oysters as well. So so yeah, and then a, yeah, a good pound cake. I love how you say it with the crunchy crust because you're right. It's just not quite the same if <laughs> the crust isn't a little bit crunchy. <laughs>
1: If I want to make that perfect pound cake, if I do that, then I'll be like, I'm done, I'm good. Yeah, That, yeah, yeah. Will, be, that will be the moment. What, what did you say earlier? Where it's like, when well, you know you made, made it. it, right? <laughs> if I make that pound cake.
0: Well, see, now you have something. To, now you have something to work towards, right? You can work on that pound cake, add that to what you're doing from a musical standpoint, and so and the education standpoint too. That'll be a lot, but you can handle it.
1: I'll use that as currency for everything. Like, just you need, to, you want to pay for. It. <laughs>
0: There you go. There you go. And I think a lot of people take you up on that because a good pound cake is a hard thing to find, right?
1: Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. tell
0: us what else is going on for you with what? Do you, what is 20, the rest of 2022 have in store for you? New music, touring, what else is going on?
1: Um, all of that. I, I'm coming out with a gospel album. Oh,
0: cool. I,
1: I grew up playing in church, being from Alabama. You know, that was like the first place. And I'm,
0: yeah. I'm trying
1: to imitate the choir and the, you know, musicians. So uh, gospel album. Uh, I'm on my last semester of my coursework for school. So it's almost dissertation time. Hmm. Um, international travel. So as I told you, Dubai mm-hmm. uh, and also more education, like seminars, uh, things of that nature. I, yeah. I played in Haiti um, uh, a, like two years ago uh-huh. uh, for a jazz festival and did 12 workshops. So now I'm incorporating more of that. So, more educational workshops that I'm doing. Um, I'm doing in South Carolina, um, some here in Florida. I should know all these things in Texas. So, uh huh.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Great. Well, I tell you, I I so look forward to your gospel album. It's 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 funny that you say that because I was listening to your music in preparation for the show, and there was a song that started out, and um, it's it reminded me of the old Edwin Hawkins song, Oh, Happy Day. And I thought to myself, mm-hmm. wow, I would love to hear Jasmine m- remake that song, Oh, Happy Day. So I don't know if all your songs are it's set like yet.
1: That. No, they're not. I so, like that.
0: So, you know, I'm just telling you, you know, I, I love those. I love those old gospel songs like that. And I could really see you doing a great job with that song. And you I know. think I
1: know which song you're talking about, too. Mm-hmm. I have one that's called... Um, trusting you
0: yes that is it that is it yeah that, that is, is it. It.
1: that is a very oh happy day vibe i yeah. never
0: made that happen. yeah 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 when i heard that i was like man that sounds like oh happy day well <laughs> well jasmine i gotta tell you it's been a lot of fun having you on the show today we are we have been um excited to listen to your music to see you perform see the evolution of your career i don't know if you know this but our very first fresh coast jazz festival I talked to your mom about having you, I was back in 2019, about having you on our show and something happened from a scheduling standpoint that you couldn't do it, right? But I hope we'll get you, get you at our festival at some point in time. It's been great watching your career and we oh, wish yeah. you nothing but success.
1: I would love to. Um, that, would, that would be an honor to, to play for the festival and, uh, and we definitely have a good time. We'll, so make, I'd, we'll
0: I'd... make that happen, all right? Thanks so, <laughs> so much I'm for pretty. taking time today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, everybody, I want to let you know that our 2022 Fresh Coast Jazz Festival will take place August 26th through August 28th at the Paps Theater in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This year's lineup features Najee, Bob James, Adam Hawley, Alex Bougnon, Gabriela Anders, Marcus Adams, Vandel Andrew, Blair Bryant, and more. Get your tickets now by going to freshcoastjazz.com. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check out our website, freshcoastjazz.com, to sign up for our email list so you can stay up on what's going on with contemporary jazz. We'll see you next time on Fresh Coast Jazz Backstage.